Canadian Family Health Counseling provides education and counseling services across Canada and beyond. Our holistic approach, called Neural Network Therapy, uses practical tools to boost mood, reduce anxiety, manage anger, break unwanted habits, and develop strong, healthy relationships. Sit back and relax while clinical director and founder Kim Sargent shares her insights and expertise on why emotional health matters. Welcome back to Emotional Health Matters. My name is Kim Sargent. I'm the clinical director of Canadian Family Health Counseling and founder of Neural Network Therapy. I wanted to hop on for just a few minutes today. I went to the symphony last night and I do this sort of thing every now and again, not usually the symphony. I have to say that was extraordinary. We have quite an incredible maestro here in Peterborough and the energy in the room at any given moment is just electric. And I went for that very reason. I went because every now and again, I like to throw myself into a solo experience. It used to be solo travel for extended periods in foreign countries. And I would just walk around in the streets of someplace I don't know and go into something like a symphony and opera, maybe a play, even if I didn't understand the language. But just the idea of sitting in my own little seat and having an emotional experience to whatever it is that's happening around me. I'm always so reminded of how we are these vibrational, emotional beings, and that we all speak the same language. And there's something very comforting for me in all of that. But I was there and I was thinking about the fact that we know this phenomenon that if the maestro were to strike a key on the piano, all of the other instruments begin to vibrate in that key. All of the stringed instruments, depending, of course, on how dramatic the strike of the key, there's what they call a sympathetic response. And of course, we are exactly that as humans. One of my dearest friends has this great analogy. She talks about being a tuning fork. And if you've ever had it where you walk up to somebody and suddenly you know that whatever's going on inside of you and whatever's going on inside of them, there's a reaction happening. And so it's a bit like those two polar ends of a magnet pushing each other away. And so she's got this theatrical way of saying, do you hear that? And so it's so true. We have this thing that's happening inside of us at all times. And sometimes that voice grows quiet or that vibration seems to still in some way, even a little bit quiet makes me a bit nervous. And that's because I like the feeling of being lit up. I like the goosebumps on my skin. I like the connection, the information that it gives me to tell me whether I'm going this way or that, and it makes sense or doesn't make sense. And it keeps me safe in a way. So when that starts to get a little quiet, I, I tend to get out there and do something to try and light it up again, or at least sit still long enough to see if I can pay attention and sort of say, no, a little louder, please, a little louder. But I want to talk about the idea of perfectionism. It gets a really bad rap, and I know why. I mean, there's this part that we know that exists that we evolved simply by being able to scout a problem and pay attention. That's why we've got this negativity bias. We work in neural network therapy to work on the tricks of the trade to be able to override that negativity bias. And it's possible. There's lots of great ways to be able to sync up these new habits of thinking that when you start to go down those old roads, thinking critically and understand that's just nature. And so what do I want to do here though? It's not necessary. I can do this thing, and then flipping the switch so that you're beginning to think in a more positive and train your brain, train those muscles to think in a more positive way. 
And my sense is that perfectionism is one of these interesting things. And while it can absolutely be the complete antithesis of peace, perfectionism can be that thing that you're scrambling and scrambling to get to better, better. And in that form, it's not a lot of fun. Oftentimes, it may be something that tells us that you're struggling to have a good balance of dopamine in the brain or norepinephrine or serotonin the rattled or disgruntled sort of sense that you've got that you're carrying around has a biochemical root. The other part of what can happen with perfectionism is that there's this sense of saying, I know when I'm in alignment. I know that sensation in my body. I know that the thoughts in my mind are very clear. I feel very tuned in to what's happening around me. I like the analogy of we are all made up of all of this bacteria. I mean, we're not more bacteria than we are human, but we're a good balance of bacteria. I'd love to know the actual science on that. And I need to get back to you on that one. But we're walking around all the time also, though, with this great ability to connect to the universe around us. And so there's such interesting science looking at very much like mycelium in the ground. When we're at our best, all of us could agree that we get to this great deal of connectivity where we suddenly know things we don't necessarily have a reason to know, or synchronicity steps up and suddenly we find ourselves able to connect from one moment or one person or one situation to the next with great ease and sort of almost a surprise that the next logical step arrives in just that exact right moment in time. Perfectionism is connected to this. I actually have my own internal saying that will say, I really like my perfect feeling. And part of the reason I went to the symphony last night was just that. There's this sense for me of all is right with the planet, that how I feel on the inside is how I look and behave on the outside. That congruency that I'm experiencing, that sense of alignment for me registers as perfect. So when I'm reaching around and poking around and I'm uncomfortable, I'm frustrated, I'm not quite getting there. And then I find myself, if I apply that energy to any number of tasks, it could be cleaning the bathroom. It could be that I'm working on a project and I'm scouring through and going through. I'm deep in editing right now. And that can send me down into that very frustrated, restless sense of perfectionism. And when I step back and I work with the energy instead, when I recognize that this energy isn't a bad thing, it's just calling me to say, I'm feeling disconnected. I'm feeling as though I'm not in alignment right now. And what I'm doing instead is pushing around in all the wrong directions. And as I'm doing that, things are getting worse. And as they're getting worse, of course, it's that snowball effect. Things continue to kind of spiral out. So I want to talk about ways in which we can reconnect to that, how we can look at perfectionism and get it back in alignment with our peace, because I think that's really the cue. And if we can retrain or even build for the first time this muscle that says to us, okay, I've got the ability to recognize these cues as something that tells me it's time to slow down or it's time to reconnect, it's time to get still. Then as I do that, I'm scratching the itch, I guess is the way to look at it. If you're out there and you don't understand the cues of your emotions, they can be really overwhelming. There's a lot coming at you. We live in a really speedy time of life where there's a lot of information floating around at all times. We move from one step to the next, not necessarily understanding where it is we're going or putting a lot of thought into the pause that we can take to be able to gain some direction. A few things. Probably the first one, of course, would be to get out into nature. If I'm living in town, I'm really fortunate. I have two locations that I spend a lot of my time. In summertime, I spend a lot of time off the grid. And 
It's a great little cabin. When I say cabin, it's a cottage, but there is no electricity. We use a generator to be able to power up at the end of each day. And that allows me to be able to work on my laptop and do the things I need to do. There's no Wi-Fi. And there's something about when I'm in town that I can find that stir of looking to perfect my house, my gardens, a project I'm on, even if I open my drawers. I'm just more fussy in town. And there's something about the straight lines of the building and the floors and just the mechanics of what goes on that I realized that there's less ability to be able to relax into it because it's got this rigid nature, I guess I would say. And yet when I go out to the cabin and I'm out off the grid and I'm in the midst of nature, which is my living room there, then in this perfect chaos, there is this incredible calm. Everything is exactly the way it's supposed to be, even though there might be a tree down over there and a beaver house falling to pieces or a bird's nest that's coming apart. Everything seems to just have its own place, even if it's in a state of chaos. That would be one way to be able to recognize and to soothe the soul into knowing, hey, this is exactly what it needs to be. This is perfect just the way it is. It's a great metaphor for, of course, what happens for us. I mean, we're a work in progress at all times. And that perfect feeling doesn't need to be the goods of the story. It doesn't need to be the truth of what's happening. It's instead this idea that I'm still enough to be able to experience the alignment of the moment. And in that moment, in that full presence, I can get to that feeling of feeling perfect. The other part that I think is really neat is being able to pick those comforts. And this goes back to the idea of self-care. We talk about self-care a lot, I know, but it's, it's just what it is. It's so important. It's everything. And so if you are tending to your own emotional state at all times, if it is the first thing and the most important thing that you deal with each and every day when you get up in the morning, then as you go out into your day, you are much more able, or certainly I am more able to be able to allow the next logical step to come to me and for me to take that one, and then the next one, and I take that one. The guidance that comes to me when I'm in a slow down state is also something that feels perfect to me. So that perfectionism can lie in just knowing that there's trust. There's trust that if I'm in a feel-good state, if my tuning fork is in the right key, that all other things are coming to me in that same place. And we know that there's a lot of science behind what's going on here, that we are vibrational beings. We know that a lot of electricity is going on. Einstein, who obviously he was a pretty smart guy, and he talked about this idea. Now it's known as the law of attraction. There's so many ways to go break this down. And when you're sitting and you're having a lit up experience by something, so let's just say that you're watching a movie that has a beautiful ending to it and you ripple with goosebumps from head to toe and you feel that sense of, oh, I'm so deeply satisfied. That was a really beautiful moment in time. That's your emotional guidance system, you know, rippling through, lighting up that energy and giving you that sense of you're here. This is it. You're part of it. Energy has made its way from head to toe. And that is sort of also the indicator of alignment. This is the thing that I want you to pay attention to and pay attention to it, not just a little bit and when things get muddy and you get frustrated, but all the time. And if it needs to begin with something by catching yourself in that restlessness, in that reaching to be perfect, then let that be the transformation of perfect. Let it be that what you're reaching for when you're getting 
fussed and frustrated over something that isn't going quite right, that it's a call to step back and say, oh, I'm reaching for alignment is what I'm reaching for. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking to be lit up from the inside out. And when I get to that feeling, you never get to that feeling and go, geez, I wish I could go further. (laughs) There's no part of you that needs to go further. When you are lit up, you have a deeply satisfied sense about you. So let that be your tuning fork. Let that be how you participate in this orchestra. Until next time. If you like what you've heard on today's podcast and want to learn more about our counseling and education services, or to get involved with our Grow Happy Gardens Health and Happiness Worldwide Tour, visit our website at canadianfamilyhealth.ca because health and happiness begin with you.